Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, the first 10 verses. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. The valley was full of bones, and he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live, and I will lay sinew upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin. And put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked. And behold, there were sinew on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, and there, there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds. O breath and breed on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesy as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. The word of God for you and I, the people of God, coming to us from Ezekiel. But when God calls servants to the work of the ministry, it's a call unto himself first and foremost. And as we were reminded in this chorus, that it is he who has brought us thus far, who is not going to leave us. If we look to men, men will leave us. Men and women friends and co-workers and colleagues, 
They will stand with us today and tomorrow you may not find them. But if we're looking on to him, Jesus, who the word says is the author, the one who has begun it, and the finisher of our faith, we will be able to stand despite what it appears to be. We will stand. And so God called Ezekiel to be a prophet. He called him to the people of Israel at a time when they were desperate for a word from God. For you Bible study uh, students, Bible students of the word, you would realize that this was during the season when Israel was carried away by the Babylonians into captivity. The people of God, the nation, those who believed in Yahweh, when the nations around about them were pluralistic in their belief, Israel held to one God. And now by a series of events, led them into captivity. The temple where they once worshipped in Jerusalem was no longer available to them. And the Babylonians carried them off and they were in a strange and a difficult place. They were there for many years and many had lost hope. Many had given up. But those who had adhered to the word of God, those who had adhered to what the prophet of God had declared Jeremiah before Ezekiel as a reminder. Those who took time to peer into the scriptures. Well they did not have it as we do today. But I reference to the scriptures because we have it today. That we can peer into. That would remind us that God has begun a good work. And God will complete the work that he has begun. Those who have adhered to the prophetic voice. Would have known that this situation of barrenness, that this situation of being scattered, it was only a temporal situation. And how you and I need to be reminded, when we are going through barren times, difficult times, not to hear the voices of the naysayers, but to hear the voice of God. Because God is speaking, He is forever speaking. His love for you and for your family is speaking a word that is often different from that of the voices around about you. So we have to hear him, for he speaks. And so God raised up Ezekiel to remind them. And they were despairing. It was over. Generations have come and generations have died. And we are in captivity. And the house of God is not flourishing as it once did. What are we going to do? The Spirit of God took the prophet of God, led him out and brought him in the Spirit and set him down in the middle of a valley that was full of that which was dead, humanly speaking. Dead. And he led me around among them. He allowed me to go in and out around the bones, beholding the dryness, the deadness, the barrenness of the situation. 
There were many bones, Ezekiel observed, many that were on the surface of the valley. And they were very dry, no life. And then he said to me, the Spirit of God said to the Son of Man, in the form of a question, he asked, can these bones live? Can these bones live? And so Ezekiel prophesied. He prophesied over the bones. And he says to them, bones, not just bones, but dry bones. Dry bones, and hear it. Don't hear me, but hear the word of the Lord. I love that. Because as you speak to situations in your life, it's not just what you are conjuring up. It's what the Word of God is saying and what you are holding to. It's what the Word of God is reminding you that you are healed of the Lord. It's what the Word of God is reminding you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's what you speak. We look to God and what His Word is saying. And let God and His Word be true and every man be a liar. And when it comes to the Word of God, you and I, you don't need a title. You can stand upon what the Word of God says. And so Ezekiel said, I, I prophesied. And things happen. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will cause bread to enter you and you shall live. I will do what? I will cause breath to enter into you, and you, yes, you shall live. There's situations that we've got to speak to. You've got to speak to some things in your life. You can't wait for people to do it for you, because many times they will not. They're too busy with their own stuff. You've got to hear what God is saying and speak to it. At the hospital... Oftentimes we are wrestling with people who are going through difficult times and uh, we try to have people to, to sign an a agreement before even being admitted into hospital. And some of you may know of it. We call it an advance directive for the health care. <laughs> advance directive for health care. It takes the pressure should off of your loved ones. So that if you happen to be in hospital and you go into a coma or you need to be resuscitated, should we resuscitate you? Or should we just, should the medical team just make you comfortable and allow life to transition? Many people don't have it. But often if you show up at the ER, they will ask you, do you have one? And oftentimes I have had the tough decision of standing, sitting with family members, having to make this decision. What should we do? Should we resuscitate grandma, granddad? Should we take them off life support? What do you think they would want us to do? Because when you and I don't make that decision when we're capable of doing so, it's often left into the hands of loved ones. As to what to do. But faith comes alive in the heart often of a spouse, of a parent, and says, I'm believing God.
And God does the miraculous. God does what? He does the miraculous. And sometimes I believe that God allows us to hear such messages or to stand with such persons so that your faith and my faith will be strengthened and built up. Because only God knows what tomorrow holds for any of us. And what we stand in the gap for someone today for may be the very thing that strengthens us so that you and I will be able to stand tomorrow. Ezekiel prophesied to the bones as God called him to do. And he said for them, this is what saith the Lord. God engaged him in this process. It was not just the word of God, but it is what are you going to do? God always seeks to engage us in the work of the miracle. Because he loves us. Because he considers us precious enough that he can say, son, daughter, I want you to prophesy. Left to us, we say, Lord, you know, you know, I'm not where I need to be. The Lord, you know, no, no, but God loves us. It's not our works of righteousness. It's by his grace and mercy that he says, son, you prophesy. Daughter, you prophesy. But I'm not the priest. I don't know. You prophesy. You pray over your loved one. You declare the word of God over your child. Over your situation. Over your health. Over your job. He wants to engage you. Others may not have the faith to believe. But your faith, because this matters to you, will cause you to act. Will cause you to act. Have you ever been in a desperate situation? Where you wanted the value of dry bones to live again? Have you ever been in a situation where you're grasping for breath and it seems as though there's not much to draw on? Have you ever been in a situation where the loved one, the child, more so a child, a baby, is looking to you with those little eyes as they agonize in pain and you have to stand in the gap? Have you ever had a situation in life or on the job? Where you lost an appetite, you don't feel like eating. God allowed you to move into a realm of fasting without you even realizing it. You don't want to eat, you don't feel to eat, you don't have an appetite to eat. You may sip in water, but what you are doing is praying. Praying. And God turns things around. And what hasn't been turned around outwardly, He turned around on the inside of your heart and mind. That enables us to stand. Oh people of God. God always prepares us for what's ahead of us. God always gives us insight. So that we will know what to do and how to do. But we need to seek him. So he said to the prophet. Prophesy. I want to engage you. God wants to engage you. Friends may say I want to pray. But they get busy minister. And they forget to pray. But you will pray. Because it's your love. You will pray. Because it concerns you. Others mean well. I'll keep you in prayer. They will say. But then they forget to pray. Or when they do pray. is one of those little shallow type of. You know. Um, uh, you, you know how we can do it at times. But when you pray. Your heart goes out. When it comes to matters of your home. You engage. When it comes to matters as to how you're going to make ends meet, you, you pray. Do you not? You pray. Over these years I've learned how to encourage 
And it's easy to encourage the people of God. But there are times that God wants to speak a word because of his love for us. He wants to take us higher. And he wants to take us deeper. And he has placed something into your hands. And you and I must not take that lightly. What is it that God is saying to me? What is in your hands? You know, I hasten to close. Moses had felt that way at one point. Minister, he felt defeated. All around, Pharaoh and his armies were doing. And God had to remind him what it is that is in your hands. Well, only a piece of rock. What can this do? It was more than enough. And God was able to work with that rod to bring the Egyptians to their knees. What is it in your hands? What is it in your hands? Your child is still here. Maybe in hospital, but here. Your relationship may be holding on a string, but it is still there. What is in your hands? You have the ability to play. And you play. That's why I'm encouraged to hear you play and play again. And sing your song again. It may, not be, it may just be two people listening. But God is faithful who has called you to do that. And I am encouraged because this is what he says. This is what God says. He says, I, when you feel discouraged, this is what God says. If you hear me, you will get discouraged. But if you hear God, you will stay encouraged. When you feel discouraged, this is what God says. He says, I will build my church. And not even the gates of hell will be able to prevail against it. Why did he need to tell us that? Because God knew that the church will come up against situation that will seem as though all hell is coming against us. It's valley of dry bones. And God in his mercies through the eons of time had the scriptures foretold to remind you man of God, to remind you woman of God, to remind you people of God. God says, I am doing, not you, I am doing, not the pastor, I am doing it. I'm building my church. It didn't begin with you. It's not going to end with you. He says, I'm building my church. And hell itself is going to want to come up against it. But having done all, having done all, do what? Stand. That's what the word says as I close this afternoon. Having done all, stand. God told Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. Jonah says, no use. Nothing is happening. Nothing is growing. People are rebelling. Jonah decided, I'm going to go to Nineveh and go someplace else. And so he got on the boat to Joppa. And what happened? You know the Bible stories, don't you? You are in the Word. It got voiceless on the seas. And the captain of the ship started looking around. Different people from different ethnicities said, pray, pray, pray. Then he went down into the bottom of the ship and he found Jonah was down there. But he was sleeping. He wasn't praying. He woke him up. He says, get up. Call upon your God. Pray. Because we're going down. And Jonah <laughs> had to confess. He says, I'm the reason why we're in this storm because I'm rebelling against God. But you cast me outside. Cast me overboard. And all will be well. The point here is that there comes a point where every woman, every man need to call upon God.
And God, who is faithful, is going to restore. He's doing it now, saints. And let us pray. You may not have a situation presently that requires your prayer. But do know that others do. They need your prayers. That's why you're part of the body of Christ. That's why we're part of the body of Christ. God is doing a work. And listen, as I close, isn't it exciting for us to be a part of the body at this time? To know that during your leadership, God has caused these dry bones to live again. To know that during this time where everybody was scattering and running and seeing death, you were seeing with the eyes of faith, life. You can come in and walk around as I do at times. You walk around these walls and you call upon God. And you put God in remembrance of what he has begun and what he's faithful to continue. Saints of God, I don't believe it's by accident that God has placed me in your midst. I'm not just in to visit and out tomorrow. I am on this boat, so to speak, with you. And we float together. And if we don't float together, we will go down together. But God, who has begun a good work, is faithful to continue it. I love when we had our little potluck the other, other Wednesday a few weeks ago. And so many downstairs. You know, there are more, there are more, there are more, there are more. Let us stand and let us prophesy. My house, God says, will be a house of prayer. And if we are not praying together, we are not desperate enough to see God move. Church, it's a new year. In our homes, let's increase the prayer time. Praying is talking to Father. And everyone should be elated when they're reminded to pray. I have an audience with God. I don't have to go look for a priest or to find someone to talk to, confess to. I, you, boldly, can go before the throne of God's grace. If your theology is messed up, then your life is going to be messed up. Let's understand what saith the word of God. Let's walk in the truth of God's word so that you and I would victoriously accomplish all that God would have for us in 2024. He prophesied. And the dry bones lived. And so I prophesied and commanded, breathe. He said, breathe. And bread came in. And they lived. And say, that's what we leave it. Because people will come in through these doors. But then it calls for you and I not to stop there as leaders. It calls for you and I to pray that the breath of God, the spirit of God, would breathe for them. That they would come alive and bring their giftings their songs, their poems, their instruments, and fill this place with worship to the glory of God who is able. With your natural eyes, you're not going to see it. But with your eyes of faith, that which you would use for a loved one who is ill, see it. Believe God for it. And together, we will rejoice in Him who is able. Hallelujah. The benediction and the charge before Sister Judy closes out. Hallelujah. The benediction and the charge. I take us back just to the chorus that we sang earlier. 
and leave that with us as I put you and myself in remembrance that God did not bring us this far into 2024 to leave us. God did not teach us to swim through 2021, 22, 23, up and down, all those things that you've experienced. He didn't teach you to swim through all of that, only now to allow you to drown. The cares of life will not take you down. The cares of your homes will not overwhelm you. God, by the Holy Spirit, did not now come to tabernacle in each of your lives to move away. He did not lift you up now to let you down. That's the charge. That's the benediction. Would you stand with us as we close? The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. It is he who makes his face to shine in you. Oh, how he is gracious unto you, man of God, woman of God. The Lord our God, he lifts his countenance upon you. And the Lord our God grants you his peace. The shalom of God, the peace of God, goes with you, ruling and resting over your home, over your loved one, and over his church, both now and always. In one accord, as a family, we stand. Amen. Share with each other, greet each other, have some coffee, some fellowship, embrace your brother, Samir, embrace your sister. <laughs>